Hello there, welcome along to episode 59 of the Empire Strikes Back, a UK New York Yankees podcast. I'm Kev, I'm hosting tonight, and I'm glad to say I'm joined by Mark Blakemore. Hi Kev, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. Good to be back. Good to be back. We took a week off last week, just a lot of us couldn't make it, and I don't think there was too much positivity to talk about anyway, so it's good to be back. Uh, Chris, you, how are you doing, mate? I'm better this week, mate. Better this week. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. It was. Uh, I think we all needed a week off from that. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm kind of around about 500 this week, whereas last week we were way below. Um, but yeah, it's been a pretty roller coaster start to the season, and. Uh, I'm not saying that we deliberately dodged it last week, but um, the previous show was just myself and Rob. We didn't, it wasn't the most positive show we put out, but there was a, a quite a few of us were busy last week, myself included in it. It just um, we decided to take a week off. So um, I know Andy Tag's been hassling me looking for a podcast. So here it is, Andy. He's been messaging me. Um, <laughs> good job, Andy. Yeah, yeah good job, Andy. Um, so what we're going to talk about tonight, we've got quite a bit to cover, actually. Um we might have a little look back at the, the sort of previous games, but there has been a few things going on. Um, we might start with, obviously, the trade, and then we'll talk about Judge. Um, and then we'll maybe, when we start talking about the games and stuff, we'll start to talk about some of the players and what's going on. Um, but yeah, the big news to get started is the Yankees have traded the sock man, Mike Talkman, Rob's favourite player, um, for a lefty reliever called One Day. Peralta, one day, as we just discussed. Interesting name. What were we thinking about that? It took me by surprise. I, I, I was telling you, Kevin, on that I was awake at an obscene time this morning, 20 past four, and just put, put the game on and heard um, David Cohn talking about uh, Mike Talkman being traded. And it was like, Caught me by surprise. Immediately had to Google it. Um, I, I think it, it, what I found surprising first of all was we're trading an outfielder. Given we haven't got the greatest amount of outfield depth, and so I found that slightly surprising. And also, Talkman was one of our major sources of, of steals, so brought that kind of different dimension to the game. For a lefty reliever into a bullpen, actually the bullpen is probably one of the, the shining points at the moment of, of the Yankees team. So that took me a bit by surprise. I understand that some of it is due to the fact that Talkman's out of options, Peralta still has options, and it gives the Yankees more kind of roster flexibility in that respect as well. And and I guess you can never have enough lefty relievers as well. So I, whilst I was surprised, I kind of got gleaned more understanding in the early hours of the morning whilst I was frantically Googling what the heck was going on. Um, it took me a little bit by surprise when it was the first thing I heard as soon as I switched the uh, uh, the broadcast on. Yeah, me too. I thought we'd get something a little bit more than that for for Mikey T, as uh, as Rob would call him. And 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 Rob is on the uh, injured list tonight, so um, I hope you're doing well, mate. I hope you're you're feeling well. Yep. Um, and I hope you're not too upset by the loss of, of Big Mikey T. But um, I, I, it shocked me a bit, uh, but the point about the roster flexibility is the important one. Um, as you rightly say, Mark, he's 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 looking really sharp on the bases. He's looking relatively okay with the bat in a in a lineup that's 
not okay. And yeah, uh, it, it stumped me a bit, but I, I wonder if it wasn't just uh, not our necessity, but more the Giants' necessity, really. I think came it was. Into it. I think it was, because as Yastrzemski gone down, and he's their only outfielder of any yeah. kind of note. Um, yeah. it's, it's an area they're particularly weak in. Um, so I can get it from their perspective quite quite easily. For Mars, immediately less so. Um, mm. I've not seen much of Peralta at all. But I, I think you, I think you nailed it though in terms of why the trade was made, and it was because we're out of options. We can't move him up and down, and we want that flexibility. And he is on the on the fringe, whereas in the Giants. You know, he is going to get a fair amount of, of time playing, I would think. And, and um, yeah, they're, they're not giving up much to, to take him. So, yeah, it's pretty much upside for them and creates some roster space and roster flexibility for us. So from that point of view, it's OK. But we do lose that dynamic that I'm not sure we could have afford. We can afford to lose at the moment. We need to find something somewhere else. We need to find a spark from somewhere and... I'm not, I'm not saying Topman could have necessarily provided it, but when he came off the bench, uh, you know, you, you knew he was going to cause havoc on the bases. And um, yeah, that's not going to happen anymore unless your name's Tyler Wade. I mean, his stats, looking at Peralta's stats, that they're fairly underwhelming. Yeah, um, completely. Career, yeah. career yeah. negative 0.2 war, career whip of 1.49. Um so far this season, pitching to an ERA, albeit small sample size, only seven innings of 7.04. So um, there's nothing really there that sets the, the pulse rating. He's got decent strikeouts, 13 strikeouts per nine. That's quite good. But then I think most pitchers nowadays are uh, above seven or eight strikeouts per nine. So there's nothing there that really stands out. He's been with Cincinnati and San Francisco for all of his career to date. Do you think there's something else in nothing? Well, there was a player to be named later, wasn't there? Yeah, um, that, no, the deal. I don't, what I mean is, do you think this is the start of some other moves happening? Do you think Cashman's going to start flipping some players around here? Do you think it was creating a bit of space or someone else going to come in, someone else moving on? What do you think? I, I, it seems to me, it just seems a very odd move. I know, as you say, the Giants had a need we don't seem to have got much back for it. The player to be named later thing, I just find amazing how they <laughs> define what this player is going to be that comes later. But anyway, it just seems an odd move and out of left field. I think everyone in Yankee land was surprised by it. we never seen it coming. Is it just a precursor to something else happening? Are they going to flip to more guys to fix some of the needs in the team? I mean, let's be honest, there's many, many issues with this roster. Um, is it time that there's going to be some creative moves happening? There's some names that have been banded around. So people have been talking about flipping Torres, flipping Sanchez. You know, is there something in the often here that we're, we're going to see coming? I can't see a seismic move like that, to be honest. I mean... I I suspect it was more of a case of they wanted to get Tyler Wade up into the roster and, to, and to, Wade's the effectively super utility guy and can do corner outfield as well. So I suspect it was more of a case of we can get a okay a lefty reliever and okay maybe an underwhelming career stat so far, but we can get a lefty reliever with options. We haven't got options with Talkman. We can move Tyler Wade into there without any real loss of 
um, of, of outfield defence. I suspect it's more to do with that rather than a precursor to anything seismic like you've been describing. That's my own view anyway. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there as a, a potential possibility. I, 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 I don't... I, I agree with Mark. I don't think it's it, it's a precursor to anything massive at the moment. At the and I, I put that very clearly at the end <laughs> yeah. because if this team continues to perform the way it's performing, they need to break it up. Oh, they do. Um, but that said, we are still early in the season, and um, if we're performing like this in the middle to the end of June, then yeah. Uh, I, I'm starting to worry at the moment. Um, I'm not. I'm not all that concerned right now. If I'm honest, really? I'm not all that concerned. No, I, I agree. I'm not. And even when we, we were five and ten, and if you if you looked at a lot of Yankees Twitter, it was a case of the sky was falling in, and it was the next big, next big uh, calamity to hit the earth after after COVID. It it wasn't as bad as that. Um, Every team is going to go through a bad stretch, and there's 162 games for a reason. And it's you can't call a, a team based on a sample size of less than 10% of the season. So this team still has quality in it. It's going to recover. It's, it's better than a five and ten team. You know, is it a nine to win team? Is it a hundred win team? It's probably somewhere between that. But even so, over the course of 162 baseball games you get the records that you deserve, quite honestly. And looking at the talent on the team, they're better than five and 10. They're better than record at the moment. As we speak, they're 10 and 13 bottom of the division, but they're only four and a half games outside of first place. There is so much time to make this up. And I think even within the last week, we've seen some green shoots. We're, we're, we're all in last week, uh, four and two, I think. So yeah. Yeah. it's the ship will write itself. I think the the other thing to say here is that there is a, uh, you know, we're worried about the batting averages and we're worried about a lot of these things and and some of them will will come around. So I don't think all of them will, um, but actually, when you look at the major league average, yes, they're still below it, but the major league average is at an all time not an all time low, but it's at a very very low. It is. The, the major league average at the moment today is 232. Wow. Yeah. It has been a cold start to the year, which has yeah. been a, quite a cold April, which does affect does affect baseball. But I've got to admit, I'm not anywhere near as optimistic as you guys are. I think there are some serious flaws in this team, and I think they ain't going to be resolved internally. I don't see how they can be resolved internally. Um, now, whether we can do some moves and and fix some of these problems, but I just I think guys will revert to their mean. I think most of the guys will get their batting average back when they need it to be. Um, but I think the roster construction of this club makes us very vulnerable. Just the way the lineup is, I think we were all concerned about being so right-handed, and I think it's still a big issue. Um, I think. Recently, we seem to be picking the batting order out of a hat. That's <laughs> what it seems like. You know, they're just moving guys around all over the place trying to find a fit rather than having a solid plan. I just, I think we are seeing, as you said, some green shoots. I think there's been some positivity recently. Um, 
which maybe go backwards with some news that's come out today. But, um, you know, I think Torres has been pretty horrible. He seemed to have a good game last night. Stanton has actually started to contribute. Um, he's getting himself back back on... He's playing better and hitting the ball better is probably the best way to put it. Judge has been decent. Gio's been good. Uh, Higgy's been good. But apart from that, I think everyone else has been way below par um, in, in terms of uh, offence, which is a worry. But the, the other thing that worries me is the defence as well. The defensive side of the team, I think, is, is lacking a little bit. Um, and I don't see that improving terribly at the moment. Now, I, we have got Voigt coming back in a couple of weeks. So there is a positivity of last year's sort of home run champion coming back and sparking some life and maybe making the lineup a bit, a bit more settled in the batting order. But I don't know, guys. I just, I'm, I'm struggling to find the positivity at the moment. I think this is a, a team that, What's the way to put it? Last year we struggled with small ball. We don't play enough small ball and we're getting into situations where games are winnable and we're throwing them away by poor mistakes and basically not being able to advance a runner to, to get that run that you need. And that's kind of frustrating from my point of view. Um, when you trade away one of our speedy guys from the lineup, one of our pinch runner guys, it suggests that they're not really valuing that stuff so much either. So I, I'm concerned. I've got to admit, I, I just don't think this team is good enough. I might be wrong. I hope so. Um, but yeah. Wow. You, you make some great oh, points. You yeah. squished me into the ground. We are too right-handed. Yes, we are. Um, we, we have been for a while. There's no doubt about that, which makes the Talkman trade maybe even slightly more, you know, eyebrow-raising from that respect as well. Um, this is a team that is built to win by the home run. And when in those first 15 games we weren't hitting bombs, then you're going to lose games. There's no, there's, there's no question. And Stanton is the the poster boy for all of that. You know, you look at his swings. When he connects, it's gone. And he did last night. And it's quite clearly he is, is playing a certain way. He's just playing to hit the ball as hard as he possibly can. Um, and his exit velocity is basically the highest in the game. And that's, that's the way he plays. When he misses, it's shocking. And you wonder if he's ever held, held a bat before. <laughs> yeah. but, but when he connects, if he connects, nine times out of ten, it's gone. Like the one I saw last night, there was, it was no doubt as soon as it left the bat. But, so he's the, he's, the, he's the poster child for the way the Yankees are built. And when everybody's missing at the same time, then it's going to be a problem. I was looking at the stat of where we are in um, isolated power, which is um, kind of your uh, slugging percentage less you on base percentage. And we, we, we currently rank 18th. When I looked last week, we're 25th, which for a team built to be powerful is, is pretty poor. But, you know, we've risen seven places in a week. Um, yeah. I think it is going to come around. I am less concerned long-term about the batting of the side, albeit I accept the points you make and they're very valid about being too right-handed and they are very one-dimensional. I'm less concerned about that than I am long-term about the pitching. And I can see is at the trade deadline going out and getting another pitcher. You know, maybe somebody like, just to throw a name out there, say John Gray of Colorado. 
as Colorado yeah. going nowhere this season. Um, that's long term. It's the pitching that worries me. Albeit, I was really encouraged last night about Kluber. Kluber went 6.1, 6.2 innings, I think, and looked great. His slider was really biting last night. So he's getting there, and he just needed those innings under his belt. So that was encouraging. 6.2 uh, innings, only one run given up, and and he looked really sharp. So here's the thing: strikeouts are up again. Like, so we, I talked about the sort of the, the major league batting average. The major league batting average, on average, has stayed roughly where it has been for a, for a number of years. It's dropped off a cliff, and just, I'm just was just looking it up because I was wondering about my statement that 232 is the worst average for across the majors in history, and it is. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, di- I didn't know that it was. I said it, and then I looked it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I was. I'm, but uh, you were right. Yeah, I was. And, and equally, the, the number of strikeouts per nine innings is has been climbing up and up and up every year consistently. And again, it's up already this year on last. Um, number of hits as an average is dropping. So, yeah, obviously because of the, 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 um, the batting average. So, there's yeah, there's a load of factors that, that are going into this um, that say that pitching is much more important right now than batting because yeah. pitching's getting stronger, batting's getting weaker. And if that's the case, I think I go back to a couple of podcasts ago when we did talk about the small wall game and the fact that it needs to come back in a big way. Um, uh, the, the Yankees aren't built for that game as we no. quite rightly discussed. And, and um, yeah, trading Tartman away is, is the icing on the cake for me. And by saying we're, we're not in it for that game. Well, guess what? If you're looking at the stats, I would say that's the game you need to be playing. But but for the Yankees, we had a lot of teams. I mean, that's the part of what they're saying why why the Major League Baseball is looking, making a whole host of changes, is the game is now more focused on the three true outcomes, home runs, walks and strikeouts, than it ever has been before. You, you, you produce the stats for... Um, average and strikeouts, but if you look at home run, home runs is the highest it's ever been over the last few years, um, and with walks going the same way, um, and and strikeouts being the highest ever been, and this is why they're saying that the game is missing that kind of the the action parts where somebody puts a ball in play in a field and makes a play, um, which is why they're looking at making some of the changes they're thinking of doing. So it's. It's probably a topic for a whole podcast system. What what you can do about that, and what, what yeah. is what is what Major League Baseball considering going to work. But the Yankees are maybe you know, you know the the team that is you know front left and center in that the Yankees are built for power. Um, they're going to strike out a lot. Yes, Giancarlo Stanton is going to break the record for them for strikeouts this season, or could well do. Wouldn't surprise me. But I think that I don't ever remember. A- time when so many players have hit the skid so badly. Now, I don't know if you've seen on the Facebook group I posted our, um, basically the box score from one of our games. When would that have been? I've got it up here. So it was the 22nd of April, which was... Um, last Thursday. Last Thursday, yeah. So the lineup was Lemehu, Judge, Stanton, Urshela, Odor, Pitch hit from Torres, Ford, Hicks, Sanchez, and Frazier. There's one, two, three, four, five, six players in that lineup batting below the Mendoza line. 
Sanchez was scraping it at 200. You only had Judge LeMahieu and Urshela who had a, a respectable batting average. And that whole lineup, have you ever seen a team slump like that? With do you know so what? much of the offense slumping at the one time, I don't think I have. Do you, do you know yeah. what, though, Kev? I, I saw the same thing. I think I commented on that on the post because yeah. I saw, I, I think maybe you and I clamped eyes on it almost at the same time because yeah. I, I saw the lineup and had exactly the same thoughts and went, oh, God. But th- you reflect on that, though. Yeah. Oh, no, how terrible is it? It's April. We, we went back to it early, but it's April and we're just below 500. You will have months where you're not going to win like half of your games. Yeah. You know, if 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 we go into May and, and we've seen it before, like where we win twenty games in a month, yeah. So that all of a sudden that completely changes it around. So all we need is that spark, and it will make a, a change for the positive. And maybe Tottenham going and and uh, Tyler Wade coming up is a spark that we need. Maybe Tyler Wade's a spark that we need. I'm, I'm not saying it is, but maybe that's, <laughs> that's what it help is. Us all. Yeah, exactly. But w- whatever it is, we're coming yeah. to the end of April now. We, we've seen it in baseball in the past. May could be awesome for us. And all of a sudden, that I mean, the the, the, the American League East, it, it, being this early in the season as well, that 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 division could flip on its head in, oh, easy. in minutes. Easily. I, I say flip on it. I ignore, I'm ignoring the Orioles in that, but flip the rest of it on its head. No problem. Well, you know, the Oakland A's open the season 0-6. Yep. Um, they then went 1-1, one, one, they lost one, then won the next 13. You know, yeah. uh, were the, were the, are the A's an 0-6 side? No, they're not. Are they a 13-0 side? No, they're not. There are fifteen and nine side, which look at what look at behold is what their record is. The the Yankees are better than ten and thirteen. Yeah, you know, they they could very they should easily be. They, they should could be. very yeah. very easily for the next fifteen go twelve and three something like that. So it's early days. It's not a time to panic. I'm going to go the completely opposite version way to Kev here and not go all manic and depressive about it. <laughs> We're ten and thirteen. Having batted like garbage and fielded like monkeys, like <laughs> what happens when we do turn it on and start fielding properly and start batting with a, a bit of pizzazz in our, our step? Do you know what I mean? Like when that happens, we're gonna fly. If if we're yeah. just under a five hundred team now, imagine what we'll be if we just start playing half decent. See to bring back to one of the points that was made about pitching. I'm slightly less concerned about the pitching because the bullpen's been excellent. The the this, the rotation just isn't going deep enough and it, it's putting a lot of pressure on the bullpen. But if you look at some of the games that we've lost recently, we're losing games by two runs or less. That to me suggests that the offense is the issue here, not the not the pitching. The um, offense is the issue right now, Kev. I don't think yeah. long term is the issue. That's the yeah. point I'm making. And I, yeah. I, when we we when we come back on to talking about. Um, Kluber, for instance. Now, I haven't been impressed with Kluber until last night. I thought he was excellent. Um, that's what we kind of need to see from him. But this is a nice link into the next point. How much of a difference do you think it made that he was pitching to Higashioka last night? Honestly, not much at all. Mm-hmm. I'm truthful. No, I, I I wouldn't read much anything into that. Certainly worked for Cole. Why wouldn't you? 
Like he, he's, I mean, yeah. I, it's difficult not to read something into it. I think so too, Mark. I think it, there is definitely when his first quality outing of the season has come with Higashioka behind the plate, and we all know what Sanchez has got going on just now. It, it brings us on to the point because basically judges came forward and said that they're going to limit Sanchez's playing time and give Higashioka more playing time because, let's be honest, Higgy's, Higgy's earned it. And Sanchez started the season pretty well. We thought he'd maybe turned a corner. And I think since then he's... I don't even I don't know if I wrote it down, but um, I think he's two for 28 with 10, 10 strikeouts. Now, yeah, that's true. And, and Higashioka's not a weak bat at the moment. No, he's not. No, Higashioka's... He's, he's got slash, some, some secret power in there. Yeah, he hit last night, didn't he? He did, yeah. And he's yeah. he's slashing 320, 320, 414, 880. Sanchez is slashing 182, 308, 309. So, I mean, comparable as bats. And, and, and let's be honest, Higgy's a better defensively defensive catcher than and Sanchez. Yeah. Where, where is Gary Sanchez going with this team? Because we I kind get- of all thought in the winter... He might they might actually look at flipping him. They've shown some faith in him. He started the season with a bit of pop in his bat and he's regressed back to the guy that we kind of have seen in the last two seasons. He didn't though he he looked okay he in did spring training. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. but he only ever looked okay. I, I think he, he Carl had two homers in the first game of the season. Yeah, he did. Well, he said yeah. he homered in the first game. Homer, I think he homered the first two games is what I meant yeah. to say. They're not not Two homers in the first game, yeah. and uh, but he, he was actually getting contact on the ball and hitting the ball all right, and then it just seems to have hit the skids in the last few weeks. It's a concern. I, I, I agree with that. The point I was making was that I don't think having Higashioka behind the plate was the reason that Clue was suddenly for um, okay. had his best outing. I think Clue was needed time. Um, he, he does traditionally start slow, Cluber, and warms up as it gets into me. So. And he does, but that's a really big difference, though. A re- yeah, don't get me huge. wrong, I, I agree, Mark. I don't think it was a, a major factor, but I think it's got to be a factor. There's got to be something in it. That, like, that's yeah. a massive difference. He wasn't... He, he, I think I remember what I was watching the game, and he was in the fourth inning, and he'd thrown 40 pitches. Like, that, that's just not Kluber-esque for the last few months, or at all, really, in the last few years. But he's coming back from a serious injury. He just needs to get some innings, you know, under his belt. So they've limited his innings so far, quite rightly. So he's done you know, three innings, four innings, five innings. This is his first time into the seventh this season and certainly for the last two years. I think, I hope that we'll see more of that going forward. And I think it's regardless of who's behind the plate defensively. Albeit, I take everything you said about the Higashioka-Sanchez debate. I accept that. Yeah, I think we move on from Kluber, really, because that that's yeah. probably is just a bit of an anomaly. The, the key thing, really, is who's going to be the Yankees catcher going forward. That's yeah. that's the big question, isn't it? Because right now, like you go with the hot bat and you go with the person who's getting you wins behind the plate, and there's, there's no doubt that that is Higgy and is not Sanchez. Sanchez, yeah. I, I, I completely agree. I think um, when you have so many problems in your offense and so many guys struggling you can't afford to leave a guy with a hot bat like that on the bench it's just it's just yeah the guys yeah 
I just wonder where Sanchez's career is going now. Because, I mean, we keep saying, ah, oh, is he going to turn it around? Is he going to turn it around? And I think I made the point last season, maybe that's just as the player he is. And that first, when he first came up, he just had that hot streak like we see from some guys. And this is him re- reverting back to the player that he actually is. Now, nobody doubts he's got power. But I think pitchers just know how to pitch around about him. They, they know where to put the ball and they can't hit it. And they, he just struggles. Yeah, he hasn't changed much since that first season either. Like The way that he swings doesn't seem to have changed a great deal. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I can't see what changes he's making um, to try and make a difference. Yeah. I can see what he's doing on his defense to make a difference. And it is not enough, but it mm-hmm. is. And, uh, but yeah, not on offense. And you, I said, I said it last year. I'll say it again, he needs to have a big season this year. And it, it started really atrociously for him, hasn't it? Yeah. I don't doubt that he could, he could come back and 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 get up into the two twenties, two thirties. But bear in mind that that is currently the national the, the average for the for the major leagues. And bearing in mind he's batting fifty points below it, um, and he's just struggling to get hits full stop. And he just he just looks like he's not going to get hits when he gets up to the plate. So till he till he changes that. Um, and and until Carl Higashioka stops strutting up to the plate and smacking home yeah. runs the way he has been, or poking the ball through gaps, like you can't argue, you, you just can't no. argue with it. And yeah. and Carl Higashioka has just looked really confident every time, like I've, I've every time I've seen him on anything, whether it's been behind the plate or um, uh, or, or in the batter's box or in the dugout, he looks like a confident. Uh, baseball player who, who who's in the zone and, and why would you not play him every day right now? Yeah, I think he's earned the chance. You know, yeah. I think it, I think it's a bit like Joe Urshela when he came in and, you know, we didn't expect that much of him and he just played himself into a position where now he's an everyday player. Now, I'm not saying Higashioka will definitely do that, but he's, he's given himself a chance to, you know, grab that job because now the Yankees have made it clear it's wide open. I think they've made it clear that now he's going to get more playing time, so go and earn it, son. If you earn it, then you're in. It's what it feels like to me. It looks like the message that Boone's putting out to to both of them. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so looking back at that sort of Orioles game as well, um, it was good to see sort of um, some of the... What am I trying to say here? Lemay, who had a good game, who I think has had had his struggles recently, which is not like him. Um, his batting average is still respectable, but it's probably fifty points below where we'd expect it to be for him. So that was that was encouraging. Um, Stanton obviously had a good game, which is mega encouraging. We've spoken about Judge um, went two for four, um, which is impressive. Although he was pulled in the ninth inning. I believe, Mark, you were up watching it early in the morning, so... Yeah, uh, yeah, and they were, they were commenting at the time that it was unusual to pull him in the ninth, given that you don't replace Judge defensively. So yeah. that was, it was remarked on, is, is there something wrong? Now, he was still in the yeah. dugout, so he wasn't, you know, down below somewhere, which is more of a worrying sign. 
but clearly he's got something that's niggling him. Yeah, so the, the news that's came out today is that he is going to miss a couple of games. Um, it's being described as lower body soreness. <laughs> I don't think that's a medical term, but that's what that's what it's being described. That was been described as um, lower body soreness. Yeah, my, I think, my, my doctor's sorry. never my doctor's never diagnosed no. me with lower body soreness. No. Yeah. I, I get I get that, but I'm 54, so that's probably why. So. <laughs> but he's um, it's one of them things that's been discussed, and you know, there's been a few conversations on on the Yankees Facebook page and um, different things about. He looks like he'd been playing hurt. He looks like he's been playing within himself, certainly on the field. Now, I know there's definitely a train of thought that he's not jumping and diving for catches anymore because he's been told, don't do it, don't get yourself injured over a lost cause. But he he definitely looks like he's holding a lot back, which suggests that he maybe has been dealing with some kind of injuries for longer than just last night, essentially. How, how do we know that that's what he just look, doesn't look like? Because we've been saying he's been playing injured for two years. So yeah. how do we know that that's just how he plays yeah but he would normally run and make jumping diving catches which incidentally did you see the Clint Fraser catch the other yes. night oh fantastic yeah. one yeah, so that that one, yeah. yeah. <sighs> it looked yeah that, that's the kind of one if Judge had made you would have been like oh as he got up but yeah that's the kind of stuff but Judge Judge would dive flat out for balls and stuff and he definitely is holding that back this year I've seen it a few yeah, uh, instances I get that but it it's his swing and people do say that about his swing as well. He looks injured when he's swinging, but again, wow. that's a, a situation when yeah. he, he's, he, he's been swinging like that for a long time and I don't think it's a problem. Yeah. No, I, I, don't, he, I don't, I've never noticed that. If he's, if he's, um, if he's being conservative uh, with his body, not, not throwing himself around, I do sort of understand that a little yeah. bit, but not that much. Like, you need to make the plays. So if if it's if you need to make a a, a Clint Frazier style dive to make a catch, kind of want you to do it. <laughs> don't get me yeah. wrong. I don't want you out of the lineup, but I still need you saving those runs. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't want a double in the corner. They turn into triples real quick. Yeah, I guess. I guess that quite a few of his injuries have came from doing moves like that. And you wonder if he's been told just to dial it in and keep himself healthy or he is actually feeling something at the moment and isn't able to make these kind of plays. I don't know. It's just speculation, but yeah. I suspect he has been. that They've given the same advice to Bryce Harper as well, haven't they? Yeah. Just, just stop crashing into walls um, for the sake of an out, one out when you've got the whole rest of your career. And so it wouldn't surprise me if they've told him to dial it back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, make a play. I mean, but the, the the crazy thing is, if he's out for the next two days, are we going to who who's who's coming in? <laughs> who's coming in there? Because it would have been talking. I assume we go with Tyler Wade. I was going to say Tyler Wade. Tyler surely, Wade, man, yeah. he's going to yeah. cause a spark that's going to set us alight. It's going to be fine. He's going to come up and make us explode. But it's interesting what? again. I mean, when you look at the outfield, the numbers, I think. Gardy's been horrendous. Fraser started all right. He's been horrendous in terms of his bat. And two, Aaron, Aaron two Hicks. For 42. Yeah. Fraser. 
17, yeah, 17 he, strikeouts or something. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, he can't hit the ball for anything at the moment. And that, neither can his pal, Arn Hicks, because he has been horrific as well. With the bat. I don't know what he is at the moment. He was 4 for 33 before last night's game. I don't know. I don't think he got a hit last but, night, did he? No. If if Tyler Wade comes up and, and hits like even remotely close to his career batting average, and his career batting average is 270, no. What is his career batting average? It was 270, I don't think it is. But... Yeah. No, I don't think it is either. His batting average is, yeah, he's, nine, he's 191, right? So if he gets hit 191, He's better than quite a few right. players in our, in our lineup right now, <laughs> and not that far below the the the, the major league average. Uh, and so, yeah, I, if he has a has a half decent crack at it, uh, and he might do, he he might do. I, I'm I'm not seeing it, but I, I'd love for him to come up and start, you know. Hitting three hundred and uh, and cementing his place in that team, and then uh, yeah, you know, give Glaber a real run, yeah. give him a real run. I can't see it myself, but if if he can, it's brilliant for the Yankees because then all of a sudden Glaber Torres has to buck his ideas up quick. Yeah, he's he's been very frustrating this season. He's shown signs of looking like he's going to get it together with his bat, and then he just seems to go back in his slump again. Yeah, oh, he's, he's he's looking. Uh, the last few games, he's he's looked okay. Yeah. Um, what did you make of his non-hustle and his horrendous excuse for it? I thought the what? excuse was worse than the non-hustle. <laughs> was what, was it, what was his excuse? What was his excuse again? He said he wasn't sure if he had um, if he had hit it foul or not, and and he couldn't see the ball, and he wasn't sure, so he didn't run. And then by the time he did, by the time he worked it out, he had to run. It was too late or something along the lines of that. Yeah, Look, yeah he, he's not covering himself in glory in a few facets of his game. You know, he, he's not hitting like any power. His fielding is still mm, iffy. He, yeah. yeah, it is. And so he he he's not a natural shortstop. So yeah, he he needs to raise his game. But as we've discussed. There are lots of players that need to raise the game, and you know, what? over time, I think they will. They've all, they've all, a few players cold at the same time, and that's what's affected us. Yeah, he's and just, I he's think just one of them. I, I worry about the the phrase "he's not a natural shortstop" because he's our shortstop. Yeah, <laughs> and he needs yeah. to be a shortstop, or he needs to get out. Yeah, um, it's it's all going wrong for him at the moment for me, and I, I just. I don't know. I think the signs were all there last season that playing shortstop was affecting him more, affecting him at the plate as well as affecting his um, his game defensively. And I, I don't think it's getting any better. That said, in the last seven games, his average is three oh eight, so he has turned it around quite a bit in recent times. But yeah, I just hope that this this is him going to get going again and, and really get moving because we could really be doing with him. I don't mind if he's not hitting bombs, if he's hitting for average and he's hitting in, in the spots that we need him to hit. Um, there's plenty of other guys with power in the team, but um, yeah, it's... I, I don't really care about that. I, I, I want him making plays. He's yeah. a shortstop. Yeah, Make plays. Yeah, defensively, it's it's definitely not been good. 
But yeah. he, again, but he's looked a little bit solid again last week or so. Um, he's looked a little bit better for me. So and hopefully, like I say, the the, the calendar ticks over into May pretty soon, and yeah. um, and hopefully we we can chalk April up to a, uh, an odd anomaly of a post covid season and yeah. um move on to something else do you know who's who's interesting as well uh, his odor what do you make of him i like the way he's fitted in to be honest yeah. um, I, I think he's certainly taking uh, a leadership role on the field from what i can see he's, he's getting involved on that side of things you know we, we, when we signed him we said look he's a, he's a 200 batter mm. um, so there's no great surprise there. He's hitting for the occasional bit of power. Um, I, he's I can, coming as expected. He's good defensively. Yeah, don't mind that. I kind of think if the lineup was hitting a bit better, round about when he was getting to see better pitches, I think he could possibly drag his average up a bit. I think because of so much of the lineup is just struggling at the moment that he's um. He's he's mired in it as well, but it'll be interesting to see what happens because when Voigt comes back, if he comes back healthy and goes to first, then what do you do with DJ? Do you float him around the infield? Um, do you put him straight back to second and let a door just spot for him? Or you know, I wonder how that's going to play out. Well, bearing in mind the uh, the lineup changing every day and the the. Um... I suppose the defense has stayed relatively sim- similar in the in the infield, but yeah, maybe maybe you do just change that up and uh, and throw him in at shortstop, throw him in at second base. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, he, he going to be do, interesting. He can do a job. He can do a job there. And from my point on uh, Odor, I've seen plenty of him. I can see him taking on a, a, that that role that you talked about, Mark, and. Yeah, for me, it's too early to tell still. Uh, he's hit a few bombs at unlikely times, which I like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm still a bit, I'm still undecided on, on, on Odor. And uh, and I think it will absolutely come home when uh, when we get Voigt back. Yeah. So moving on a little bit, I don't really want to kind of go back and break down every game that we've been through because it's been a pretty rough ride up and down. Um, some of the sort of more interesting talking points, what did you make of Judge's running error, shall we call it, against Baltimore that kind of cost us a game? It was a bad base running mistake. Yeah. It happens. Um, yeah. What was a bigger mistake was not calling for the replay sooner than he did. <laughs> that's exactly what yeah. I was going to. That's what I was going to get into because that was just crazy. I did not actually realise that there was a time that there was a time limit on. So I've always seen it right that the, the play happens. Somebody in the dugout goes and watches, picks up a phone to see somebody that's watching the telephone, or watching the video, or whatever it is, and then they get told to make the. I didn't realise it was a time limit on it. Yeah, anyway, it wouldn't have have mattered anyway because he 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 was out. He was out, but the run crossed. Yeah. So the run crossed before Judge made the final out. So a run would have scored. Now it's happened. We lost by two, 
but that that was the point that we'd have oh, I we'd, thought, have, we'd have only been one run behind rather than two. Sorry, I thought they'd actually said that it wouldn't have mattered because Ben had come out and said that he was wrong to did he would have been wrong to call it anywhere or something. So, but yeah, well, it was very costly. I thought it was. It was. I think the the play at third base was close enough to make it. Yeah, it wasn't. I, I don't think it was a base money running mistake. I think it was planned. I just think he didn't get under the tag. Um, so I can sort of see the reason for it. And I think if you replay that, you'll probably see that he's still out. But again, that was that was pretty close. But the yeah, the the run crossing thing again was was pretty close. And that that was bang bang. And for me, I'd rather. I, I, and I know that in that case, it, it cost us a run and potentially a game. The reality, though, is that the umpires are making a call on the on the field and then we are asking them to review it. I prefer them to review it and say, OK, well, I can't make the decision. If I can't make a decision based on the video replay, just throw it out. You know, yeah. um, and, and that's going to happen. I thought both of the calls were so close that there was an argument there that the umpires would have had to say, well video can't can't overrule us here in, in which case it would have overruled but when you're in the eighth inning and you're down by two and it closes it by one i think it's almost an automatic yeah you should have automatically automatic, automatic review yeah, to be honest you yeah you should have challenged yeah. it yeah agreed the, the thing with them um, judging not to pull it back but he took an awful strange way to dive into third he didn't do your usual whoosh, sliding head first he kind of Came round from the side, which again you wonder if that plays into the fact that he's carrying a bit of an injury there and didn't want to do a face first dive. I don't know. Well, I think from from that point of view, he was probably just trying to get past the tag, which he knew was coming. Possibly, yeah. So you, and I think you, a lot of people forget the instinct that there is in baseball, like players who play every day, there is still a little bit of instinct in them. So yeah, they're trained and they're drilled to do certain things, but there's a certain amount of instinct that kicks in when you, you can see a play unfolding. Yeah. And in that case, I felt like it was more instinct yeah, than it trying was. To avoid the tag. Yeah. than it was anything else. Yeah, good show. So that brings us on to Boone, which was my next point to talk about. What's our thoughts overall on Boone at the moment? And the sort of calls he's been making. So you were really like anti-Boone, weren't you? Yeah. Earlier on in the season, you were like, oh, get him out, get him out. And like, I was like, like no way. <laughs> like, come on, give him a chance. I, I was all for giving him a chance, but there is something wrong. Yeah, there there is something wrong, and I don't know what it is, and something needs to happen. And I, my problem is, I don't see anyone better than Boone that isn't a Rod uh, <laughs> out on the market um, in terms of uh, in terms of managers. And if you can tell me who they are, I might uh, might change my mind. Yeah. But I, I'm at a loss as to who that would be either. I just there's there's something about Boone's style of management I just find uninspiring I, yeah i've quite liked it but it's um yeah there have been times you know there have been times this season where i've thought 
come on, show a bit more backbone than that, pal. Yeah. And he hasn't. What about you, Mark? Well, was, he, he's in for the season. That's me. No oh, problems. yeah. I, I, no I question that, about yeah. that. Now, at the end of the season, okay, maybe. We'll, we'll see at that stage. Um, I, know, I, I, I can understand where you're coming from a little bit. Um, where he is, what he maybe has done in the past is get the team going by getting himself ejected. Girardi was a master at doing that. He was, yeah. Um, and he did that a couple of times, you know, last last year or the season before, very, very infamously. So, and he got himself ejected after that episode with not making the replay call. Um, do, do you know what? I watched that and I was like, I want to see him say something like, my guys are savages in the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't. What he said was, this is horseshit. And he said that word over and over and over and over again. And I was like, yeah. dude, get a decent argument that backs your players up. Not that this is horseshit. Yeah. Like that was, that annoyed me. I'm like, I, I, if you want to fire your players up, tell an umpire very, very loudly on camera where everyone can see you, why your players are awesome the way you did in the past. Yeah. Don't just say it's horseshit. Even though it was. Maybe you should practice your rejection speech, if you like. <laughs> get, it, get it prepared, get it memorised so that you know what you're going to say before you go <laughs> in. Get a, get a speech writer in there to plan them yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah. Motivational Absolutely. speeches. I, I, I'm looking forward to planning some of mine later on in the year. That's so <laughs> I'm on it. Have you been ejected? Have you been ejected? Do you know what? I haven't. I haven't. Wow! I, I, I'm I so should. shocked by that. I have. I, I have yeah. ejected. I have ejected someone as an umpire, but I have. I there are three times that I have not been ejected when arguably I should have been. Yes. Brilliant. Okay. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if I need to fire my team up enough. I'll, I'll do it, and 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 you'll you'll see you know, like my team will probably see me planning. I'm I'm one of these people who plans things quite meticulously. So, um, yeah, my team will probably see me ch- chuntering off on one side, planning exactly what I'm going to say to them, and I'll say exactly that. Maybe okay. you, maybe we should get you to write the speech for Booney. Oh yeah, well, let's let's see how good has our first. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what have we seen? I told you, oh shit! So I'll write one. It's cool. I'll write one. I'll write one right. for us for next ne- next time you're on. I'll, I'll get a, I'll get a uh, an ejection speech. speech written. Brilliant. Yep. Who who ejecting? We'll find someone. Right. So let's look ahead to two more games against Baltimore tonight, tomorrow. Tomorrow night's games on at a good time, which is good. Then we start a set with the Tigers at home. So three with the Tigers at home. Three, yeah, we'll get one with the Astros. Um, so where are we playing the Astros? Home, one, that, two. That, that'll three. be tasty. Yeah, four, five. Uh, some fans and some bins, hopefully. So there's six games before we we start again next. So let's let's just get a record. What do we think we're going to be in the, those six games? I've got. I I heard your prediction. I don't think any of us have predicted anything even remotely right yet. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not almost loath to do it. But but the, the answer in 
when we're when we're playing the Orioles and the Tigers, the answer should be whatever and oh. Yeah, <laughs> the Tigers are should not be. No, the Tigers are a poor team. Okay, I'll go first. So we've got two versus the Orioles, three versus the Tigers, one versus the Astros. I will say out of those six games, we'll go four and two. Chris, you want me to go next? Yep. One, two. Right, I think we can beat the trash can Sinatra's. Um, one, two. <laughs> trash can Sinatra's. I like that. Yeah, they're a Scottish band. Do you know them? No, you know I'm talking about no, a Scottish oh, band. I've not heard of them. One, two, three, four, five. You've got to think we can win there. I, I can't I see. Don't want to go for, I don't want to go four and two as well because you've went four and two. That, that's kind of what I was that, that's why I wanted the extra time because <laughs> I didn't want to go when, four when and two as well at, when I'm looking at the, the games but four and two looks like what what I would expect from it so you can, you can just admit that I know what I'm talking about um, no. <laughs> you are the oracle to be fair <laughs> but only on Kluber um, yeah, no, I'm but... going four and two as well I am because I think that looks like I could possibly see five and one if if we win tonight's game, and I think there's a bit of positivity in it, I could even see five and one. But I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to go four and two. No, screw it, five and one. Let's be Mister Positive after all my negativity earlier. I'd say you changed the tune. <laughs> <laughs> like, even when you were talking positively, is I it, felt crushed. Is it? <laughs> it's because it's, it's, it's the Tigers. You got to think we can win two out of three of them, and you got to think we can beat. At least Orioles in one of them games, which is what's that? Oh, that's three. I, I, I'm going to spread. I'm going to go for the split. I'm going to go three and three then. Okay. But so, I, I, I reckon we lose all three in April and win all three in May and then win the rest of May. Yeah, that's that's the way I figure it. Is is April's a done month? <laughs> Let's go and win May. Okay. Um. A couple of things I just wanted to talk about before we finish up. First thing I just wanted to mention was um, last week I guested on a I done a little quick um, podcast with uh, or video cast with Dan from Let's Talk Sports. It's just a little half hour chat about our podcast and stuff like that. Um, Dan set up this Facebook group and sort of media set up um, that he runs himself called Let's Talk Sports. Covers all sorts of sports, but mostly focuses on American sports. Uh, Dan's a nice guy. I quite enjoyed having a chat with him. I think he's going through a bit of a tough time health-wise at the moment, and he's 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 going away from doing his videos, but hopefully he'll be back soon. But if you're listening and you get a chance, have a look at the Let's Talk Sports um, Facebook. He, he gets some good guests on a lot. He's got a lot of um, American followers and a lot of people from over there who come on his show and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, he's building something quite nice there. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about it was posted on the Facebook group last night is in the Pioneer League. Did you see this? They are basically trialing the idea of deciding a tie game via a home run derby. So I take it as baseball's idea of a penalty shootout. Did you see this, Chris? I take it you didn't by the confused look on your face. (laughs) 
<laughs> I didn't, but like we're we're stretching the football analogies now because yeah, you're right. It, it is like a penalty shootout. It, it, so it's a penalty shootout, and then I, I guess a runner on second is extra time. I yeah, I don't know. It's a, it, it it would be hell of an entertaining. But... <laughs> yeah, I mean, try it by all means. Equal, <laughs> equally, try moving the mound. So one of the other moves they're doing is moving the mound back a foot in one of the other leagues. Like, yeah, try it. But really, oh, yeah, the league. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the the home run derby is crazy. Um, <laughs> ultimately, just have the, a tie. Just, yeah, just, I know. Fuck, just live with it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You 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 are allowed to have draws. They're doing Japan. They're doing Japan right now. Yeah. Um. So it, it's it's okay to have a draw. It sometimes it just seems to go against the American psyche to have a tie. Yeah. Um. I don't see why they wouldn't. Um. Personally. Yeah, I think when would I be correct in saying when soccer launched over there, they they didn't have draws. Football care. It's football. Yeah, football, but they call it soccer. But they, they didn't have draws, did they? They they just did they not play like or they had like some crazy thing where you run from the halfway line and beat the keeper. So it wasn't a penalty shootout; yeah. it was a run up and shoot or something like that. Or like crazy. in hockey, like in hockey. Yeah, basically it was a, the hockey equivalent for football. Oh, I'm boy. sure it was something like that they had. But anyway, yeah, they seem to be anti-draw over there. But yeah, I agree. I mean, if it's if it's tied after thirteen innings, then call it a draw. But I'll be interested. I'll be interested to watch one of these home run derbies to see how it works out. It could be entertaining, but I don't. I don't get. I don't understand the mechanics of it or how it will work. Or apparently, yeah. it's um, you nominate one batter, um, and he has five pitches, and it's a guess of who gets the most home runs. If there's a tie in that one, you select another batter, and you do the same. That was the yeah. one they're talking about doing. Interesting, but who is it a pitching machine? Who pitches the pitches to them? I didn't see that. Is I, it I your she, own was, she was like the home and derby. You just get somebody up there who's going to throw you a nice little uh, Williams Astor Delo fifty mile an hour curveballs. You know? well, I'm assuming it would need to be your own pitcher or your own player doing it because if it was, oh yeah, 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 yeah. interesting. Um, there was one last point I had in my notes. Sorry that I haven't covered. Madison Baumgartner. I see. Seven, I was going to come on to this anyway. Seven game no hitter. What's the thoughts on it? MLB oh. are refusing to sanction it as a no hitter. That that is utter garbage. Okay, it's, okay, it's cool. a, you've changed the rules. Yeah. You've changed the length of the game. He's pitched a complete game by your rules. Yeah. And nobody's had a hit. It is a no hitter. I can. Ah. It's amazing the amount of people that don't agree with that, though. I, I, th- I wonder if Mark's going to be one of them. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I understand the argument in one sense in that when you're pitching a, when you're pitching a no-hitter or perfect game, probably the hardest two innings that you're going to have to do in doing that are the eighth and the ninth. But otherwise, Chris, I agree with you. They, they change the rules. They, they can't then say it's not. Even if you just have... A separate category, seven inning no hitters. I don't mind. But yeah, yeah, you could. <laughs> it's a no hitter. He's... Yeah, no one's hitting the game. Yeah, That's... you're through the game with no hits. But yeah, it's one of them kind of controversial talking points at the moment. So, so okay, on the back of that, like, what about like seven inning games? It's double headers. I don't mind them. I think it's a good. It's it's a neat way of doing it. I I, I don't mind it. 
and especially right now, it, it makes absolute sense to do it. So that's what that's probably the, the best the best of the innovations they brought in over the last season or two. To be honest, I can't I can't wait till this is all over and we can go back to normal though. Okay, hang on. I, 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 there is not normal is about what this question is about. So, in the past, we had pitchers going nine innings because they could go nine innings. Now, that doesn't happen. We don't let it happen. It doesn't happen. They go if they're lucky, they go seven. Yeah. If they're extremely lucky, they go nine. So, as the game has come to a point where starting pitchers very rarely go past seven innings anyway. Why not make the game seven innings? They're trying to shorten the game. They're trying to make it quicker. They're trying to speed it up. There's no way of making, in my view, there's no way of making it much quicker than it currently is without putting a pitch clock on, without making players uncomfortable. Make it a seven inning game, not a nine inning game. Oh, that's controversial. So like like 2020 effectively. No, it's not like 2020. You're taking a you're taking a five day game and turning it into into something that lasts 20 minutes. No, it, seven in it's shortening the game. It's it's like taking the football and changing it from a 90 minute game to an 80 minute game. It's the same the, difference. I don't know why, right? In baseball, when they they first conceived the baseball, that they made the size of the infield perfect. And it stood the test of time. The pitcher's mound is the right, correct length. We get these bang, bang plays at each base. However, whoever came up with that, is it 90 feet, whatever it is, whoever came up with that got it bob on and it stood the test of time. Nine innings to me just feels right. I don't know if that's what I've always watched, but it feels right. It feels like the right amount of innings. Feels right to me too. Seven, Seven innings just seems, it changes the game quite a lot. As you say, yeah. I agree, but for double headers, for double headers, when, yeah, when you're trying to get trying to get 14 innings or maybe 14 innings plus potential extras in within daytime or within a few space of a few hours, that makes sense. Stop doing double headers then. That's right. I was so, going to say, don't do double headers. Yeah, well, you're going to get rain out, so you're going to get weather that's going to affect it. So you, yeah. you've got to have, you've got to have double headers. I don't think you have. I think you have more gaps shorter in the season. season. Yeah, shorter, shorter season, season, you have more gaps. And this is the thing. I think there's there's a circular argument for this around a shorter season, a shorter game. Uh, you know, the, the problem I have, though, is that, you know, if you're comparing no hitters, you've just told me you can't because the because the game is at different lengths. It is genuinely like, okay, I mean, you look at the football, right? So how many complaints did we have in the 90s about Manchester United scoring goals in the last few seconds of a game and winning it or, or drawing it like if all of a sudden the game of football was shortened to 80 minutes it totally changes the game it's the same yep. with with baseball you, you you drop it to seven innings it totally changes the game well they've done it yeah they've already done it they're already doing it it may, it makes Madison Bumgarner's game irrelevant in the statistics you you have forced him not to throw those two innings which he could have probably done without getting a hit but you don't know because you're the one who's changed it well the result of a game of football that goes 80 minutes rather than 90 is entirely different as well so why not and in, and what we're already seeing is MLB have done it they're doing it and they're allowing it to happen so why wouldn't you I, I, I think there's a really interesting argument in there somewhere um I, I, 
I'd prefer to see nine in games myself. But actually, if you're going to change the rules and have a different rule mid-season, which they're doing and have done for two years, I don't understand how you can keep the stats in the same way that they do. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from. You've always got to have double headers. I'm just, I don't see a way you can get around it. If you've if you've got in your last series against a team for the season and your last but one game is rained out and then you've only got one more day when you can play them, you're going to have a double header. So you are not going to eliminate double headers. No. So what you're doing. Start them earlier. Fit, fit, finish and play, play nine innings both on both of them. Uh, the the problem then becomes because you've changed the stats, you've 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 changed the benchmark of what a game is. Like I said, it's like changing a football game from ninety to, to eighty minutes. It's you wouldn't that wouldn't happen. Uh, and and why should it happen in in baseball? It, how many other sports does it happen in? That, that's that's a good question. And actually, even in baseball, it happens. A, rain, a game can be rained out in the sixth inning, and provided you've gone five, the result stands. Okay. So yeah. yeah. It, 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 Sorry, it does still count. You're not going to create two sets of stats. Yeah, no, I, I get it. If it's rained out, you're going to be upset that you've you've lost your no-hitter, and I'm sure that's that's happened in the past. But if it's rained out and both teams have pitched the same amount of innings, one team's winning after, say, end of, end of the sixth, and it gets rained out then, the game still stands. The stats still stand as they, do, as they would do normally. Yeah, yeah. It's the same for a seven-inning doubleheader game. It's just the same. I get it, but again, in other sports, how often does that happen? How often does it happen that the game is shortened to allow other games to go on or or to, to be affected by rain? What other sports does that happen in? Um, I'm trying to think. I think football... You can if you abandon a game and there's a certain amount of time gone, I think the result can stand. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that time limit is, though, to be honest. Neither do I. But it's it, it, you've got to admit, it's it's rare. It doesn't happen yeah. in basketball. It doesn't happen in ho- hockey, and they're obviously there are reasons for that. But it it just doesn't happen in other yeah. sports. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah, I, I get it, but there is absolutely an argument for looking at alternative ways of doing it and 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 if you're going to be and baseball is so heavily reliant on stats if you then skew those stats by having different length games in the same season and and yes there will be anomalies don't get me wrong but if you skew it by by artificially changing the length of the games I, i wonder what that what that really does to the stats in the long term but you're not going to skew the stats, you know. Gary Sanchez will go for three rather than over four. You know, it's it's not going to it's not going to skew it too much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you, okay. So you, you're absolutely right. It's not going to skew the stats from from a hitter's perspective. But that said, if I'm Carl Higashioka and and I'm two for two with a home run and a double, I want my next at bat. Thanks, pal. <laughs> get me my next at bat and get it to me now. Um, so yeah, I I, I get what you're saying. Uh, but it feels like it feels like we're penalising pitchers. Um, don't get me wrong. Maybe they should be bearing in mind what they've done to the batting average this year. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we could talk on this all night. I have yeah, I think we could. 
And on, on that note, I think we'll we'll wrap it up for tonight. Um, it's good to be back. Good to chat Yankees. Good to have a modicum of positivity to look at somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It, it came from, from Mark and I. <laughs> yeah, it certainly wasn't from me. Anyway, th- thanks for listening tonight, guys. Thanks, thanks for your time tonight. And um, we'll be back next week. And hopefully there'll be more positivity and we'll be at least four and two, maybe five and one for the games it's been. All right, guys, good night. Cheers. Thanks, Kev. Cheers, Kev. Cheers, Kev.